Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Slamfire Radio episode 419. Today is August 26, 2021. I am one of your hosts, Lunatic. And I'm the one and only other, Mo. <laughs> yeah, so this is New Guy Takeover. Mo and I had a conversation and we just decided, you know what, screw the other guys. They're out. We're just taking over this show now. So, New blood. Yeah. <laughs> We'll get into what we did with guns. And what we did with guns is sponsored by the Calgary Shooting Center, Canada's premier firearm retailer. And we're off to a bad start because we took over the show and we don't have something to highlight from the Calgary Shooting Center. I'm sure they have a ton of deals on. So just go check out their website, see what they got going. They got tons of stuff flowing through there all the time. Yeah. And it's a great website too. So yeah, pretty easy to navigate. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Mo, let's start with you. Oh, is it me? Okay. Uh, so I did, <laughs> I did uh, two IPSC matches this weekend. Uh, the first one was at uh, both in Ontario, uh, both kind of near Ottawa. Uh, first one was the Grenville Fish and Game Club. And uh, now keep in mind, I've only been to, I think I counted 15 or 16 different ranges between Ontario and Quebec. Only. And only, only, yeah. <laughs> uh, in my four years, I guess. And, uh, it was, I have to say the nicest in terms of their buildings and the landscaping, like it almost looked like I was at a golf course, if you know what I mean. Like everything like was just, I mean, you go to a range, you don't not, I mean, not knocking anybody, but you don't expect it. It's just, you know, it is what it is, but, uh, yeah, they actually had nice facilities. Like their, their clubhouse was very nice. They had a nice kitchen, um, Little things like their Ipsic shed was was nice. Like they had like different compartments for them. Like wow, this is this place really like stepped up in the facilities department, right? Nice. Uh, the the match itself was fun. Uh, I actually did really well. I would say it was probably my my best match so far. And um, the only issue was that it was so humid, like it was suffocating, <laughs> like no breeze just oh. dead air and you know when you're just standing still and you're sweating from standing still yeah it's like oh and there's <laughs> it just was unbelievable but it was it was such a fun match and and i felt good leaving it and everything and then uh then the next day i had a match at uh stitzville shooting shooting ranges um and it was a nice place too and it was the first time i was there uh also really good stages but uh, I just, and then it, again, it was another same humid, you know, same conditions as the day before. And I think I was just like worn out, like between the oh, two yeah. days and the, cause I stuck around uh, on the Saturday to the, do the teardown. And then by the end of the, uh, by the end of the, the day on the, on the Sunday, I was like done just like sunburn and 
oh, just yeah. exhaust. Like it just, it just literally wore yeah. me out being out there that long. Right. So, oh yeah, that'll do, especially hot, humid. Yeah. It just drains. Yeah. It was just, and like you, you try to get a little bit of shade, but then uh, you're always going back to patch or getting ready to shoot. So mm. it's like, you know, it's just, you don't get that much of a break, but, and I was chugging water like crazy. And yeah. I don't normally, I don't normally even drink that much at matches, but like for, for these two yeah. days, I was, yeah, <laughs> I was yeah, trying to keep, otherwise yeah. you end up laying in the middle of a stage. Oh yeah. I was starting to like right towards the, uh, like the late afternoon, I was really feeling it, but, uh, but they were also good. And it's all good experience. And um, I think I'm getting better at like memorizing the, the longer stages and stuff. That's something I've been, I've been working on. So I was happy with that. Um, this weekend will be the first time I haven't actually shot a match in, I think, two months. Like I've been on a good streak of either having a Saturday match or a Saturday Sunday match. <laughs> and uh, so nothing coming up this weekend, but that's okay. Cause then the uh, Quebec provincials are in two weekends, right? So, okay. Uh, weekend after next so that'll be my first like uh level three and i'm looking forward to that so i'm gonna and it's actually near uh, it's at the um the valcartier base in quebec okay. and yep. uh they and held nationals a, there two years ago. that's right yeah, yeah they did yeah. yeah and they usually do their big events there right so um and it's because they're also because when you go there for most of the Quebec Rangers, there's no, remember I was saying to you in press shows, there's like, you can only do lateral movement, but there's no yep. forward and back. But at these matches, you can't because it's on the base and they just have different they, rules. Yeah. They make up their own rules. They, yeah, yeah. Which is, which is great. Right. So, yep. uh, and, uh, and it's near Quebec city. So I'm going to be heading there on a Friday morning. And then uh, I already volunteered because I'm going, I'm going, I'm pretty much going by myself. So, I'm going to have lots of free time. So I'm going to go on the Friday to work and Saturday, and then I'm going to shoot on the Sunday. So, uh, okay. yeah. So really, and that's, I haven't, I didn't really do much more than that. I got, I got lots of reloading to do now. Cause I got, I got my, I had to get my press back up and running. I ran out of all the factory ammo I bought. So <laughs> it's, it's time to actually make some. So I'm going to be doing that this weekend and get it ready for the, for that provincials. And how about you? Oh, uh, well, actually, before I get into me, okay. what's your training going to look like coming up to provincials? You get ramped uh, it up or? Yeah, I'm going to, I'm, I, uh, I took some time off this week, but I usually do dry fire every day and I'm just going to make sure that I'm doing that. But then I'm actually, so that's a good question. You asked me that because with me shooting a match every weekend, I kind of didn't do any live fire Mm -hmm. shooting during the week because it was almost like a time thing and then also an ammo thing because if i'm every weekend i'm shooting 120 to 150 rounds and then i was kind of saving those live fire <laughs> rounds uh yeah. but but now i actually i'm gonna go i'll probably hit the range th uh, the actual three four times before that just to get some live rounds down range and, and work on my because i i'm getting my speed up which is good. Like I'm pushing myself to go faster, like to, to, to move quicker, engage everything quicker, like in and out of different arrays and stuff. But my accuracy is starting to suffer. Whereas mm -hmm. I was getting lots of alphas before, and now I'm getting more, uh, you know, Charlie's and deltas and some misses and mics. Right. So, yeah. uh, I, and I know it's on, I know it's on that second shot. I know I'm not being patient, I'm not letting the, the, you know, I'm not letting it, the sight settle or the dot settle before I'm pulling the trigger on the second shot. So I'm going to 
go to the range and and really focus on you know those two shots right making sure that i, I see the site and the the dot again and then fire and you know just work on that because i know in the matches I'm, I'm i'm being too eager and i'm just mm. you know pulling the trigger away <laughs> yeah. and, and and missing right so yeah that's something i'm going to be doing so some more life actual live fire this time leading up to it so right on awesome find that happy medium between fast and yeah yeah <laughs> but at least at least what i'm happy about is i'm because before i would say because i use that practice the practice score competitor app yep. and i was seeing like i would see my time versus you know a top uh to the top guy top three whatever and my time would be almost double what they're doing and i'm like okay well clearly there's room for improvement <laughs> there but now i mean i'm not right at their level yet but i'm no. getting closer to what the guy so so now I know at least I can move at that pace. It's just about, you know, making sure that I'm not missing while I'm moving at that pace. <laughs> right? so. Yeah, for sure. Hey, anyway, well, what I did, I, uh, Monday, I went and RO'd. I was head RO for a group of kids. We had a church group come in. Their youth group came down with like 35 kids and they came to our indoor range shooting 22s. So we, what were their ages? Oh, teenagers. Like like, oh, teenagers. Okay. Yeah, there were some. There were some young ones. Like, I, I'm gonna say maybe eleven, eleven and up, okay. eleven to like maybe fifteen, something like that, right in that range. So that was that was cool. That was actually a lot of fun. Uh, the kids really, really seemed to enjoy it. They even had their own little competition going on. So after the start where there were some kids that never shot whatsoever. So you're trying to, okay, this is how you look through a site. Like I ended up with the iron site, which that was a challenge trying to get an 11 year old kid to figure out, okay, grip the gun like this, put your cheek yeah. on the butts, butt stock. And this is what you should be seeing for your, for your site. That was a little bit of a challenge, but they got, they all got it after their first Good. or second time through, they, they got it. And then they started doing their own competition. So then it got fun. Cause okay, well you guys are doing this competition. Okay, cool. Why don't you try uh bracing? Cause we're on the indoor range with a bench that's sitting there. So, okay, we'll try this, you know, we'll try this stance. It'll stable you up and that. And so yeah, uh, it was a that's lot of fun. Good. And yeah, the kids had a lot of fun doing it. Uh, besides that, the usual range stuff down there, figure, doing more figuring for our upgrades for our rifle ranges and continue construction on those. And actually went and was asked to come look over. Uh, we had a member of our club take it upon himself to set up our eight archery range again. It's been a number of years since we've had someone looking after archery, so we haven't had an archery range. Well, this guy went out and he set up a great, especially for starting, a great archery range. So went out, checked that out, and he wanted to get some pictures for our website and Facebook for promo. So took the wife and kid out there, shot some bows, and got our pictures taken and checked out the range, give our insight on it. Good. Uh, other than that, I'm hoping to finish up my current project at work tomorrow night so that i can go head into the bush for the weekend because mm. yesterday was opening day for archery in alberta very nice and i haven't been out yet it's bugging me i see all these pictures of elk on the ground and everything <laughs> and 
<laughs> and you're missing <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. And work getting on the way all the time. Oh, that darn work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And actually, I got tagged in a post earlier in the week. I didn't even know I got tagged in a post saying congratulations, but uh, pretty stoked. Apparently, I won that uh, the first CCF, the draw for the first yes. CCFR neon sign. So pretty stoked for that. I got a perfect spot. It's probably going to go right over there. Yeah. I, I actually listened to the podcast and I heard them say your name. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And we're actually going to be doing some, I think we're doing remodeling of my office slash studio area in September. So it'll probably in a couple months, the whole view is going to end up changing. So (laughs) that'll be a great addition to it. Yeah. The grotto. (laughs) But yeah, that's, that is it for me. So we'll move on to the upcoming events. Upcoming events is is sponsored by Telos Alpha. Telos Alpha is a Canadian digital agency that works exclusively in the firearms vertical. They help with business processes, strategic planning, websites, e-commerce, and battling the stigma the industry carries with banks, merchant processors, and social media. You can learn more at uh, telosalpha.com. And for upcoming events, there will there's upcoming Maple Seed tickets available. Uh, Bonneville in Alberta on August 29th. You can sign up for that on Maple Seed Rifleman. And that's the only one on the list. I don't know if there's anything more going on in Ontario or not. But, definitely, uh, check out, definitely check out their website. Yeah. and then Yeah, they'll have them all up on the website. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we got some ladies' days. Uh, stay tuned for some announcements from Kingston, Cambridge, and others. Hmm. So I think that's through CCFR. Kelly will be posting them up and sharing them into the CCFR Facebook page. And as they come up, we'll throughout the weeks, we'll highlight them here. For sure. Uh, There's the MP3G Team 3-Gun Match in Peace River, October 2nd and 3rd. $160 a team. Contact Steve O on MP3G Facebook page. Yeah, on the MP3G Facebook page to register or for any info. I've been, I think I've only missed one of those in the last five years. It's it's a fun match. I'll be going to it again for sure this year. Uh, it's hit and miss. Sometimes we have hot weather, sometimes it's cold weather, but it's always an absolute blast and riot with yeah. lots of great people. And then that's it for upcoming events. And move on to the news. In the news, we have a few few things here. Uh, one from CCFR and Rod Giltaka, the CEO of the CCFR, unfortunately has throat cancer. Yeah. Uh, the community has come together and they've actually set up a trust account to help with uh, his treatments. He's got some treatment options that have been very expensive. Mm-hmm. So you can send an EMT to help for Rod with one D at gmail.com to kind of do your do your part, help him cover some of the costs. Cause I think he was talking like 80 to hundred grand for yeah. this one set of treatments. Um, and I'd like expensive. To, yeah. Seeing throughout the last few days, the progress that's made on that, I got to hand it to the gunny community because it's just absolutely incredible on the support that has come out so far. 
Um, encourage everybody if you can. Obviously, not a requirement. If you can help him out, he's done a lot for for helping our firearm fight he for our firearms to. rates. And it'd be good to uh, keep him around and give him the best chance at staying around and beating this thing. Yeah, he's a terrific spokesperson for our community. So, yeah, he definitely he deserves deserves our help. So, yeah, for sure. Uh, on to other news: U.S. banned Russian ammo. Mm-hmm. Didn't think it was going to really affect us, but then there was a note that all our ammo shipments from Russia go through the U.S. So mm-hmm. probably going to hurt our availability, and I don't think we'll be seeing like an influx in Russian surplus ammo coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, other news: uh, PGW is closing its doors, unfortunately. They're grateful and honored to be part of the Canadian firearm history. We have weathered many storms of regulation, registration, COVID, and ever-changing export controls. We are proud to to have developed and manufactured accurate quality firearms that are in use all over the globe, both civilian and military markets. None of this would have been possible without you, the consumer, and our amazing group of talented machinists, gunsmith employees. Help make the dream a reality. Thank you. And basically, they're saying it's due to political, economic, and hostile regulatory environment as to why they're winding down. Mm-hmm. They say that product warranty and service will still be available through info at pgwdti.com. But so that's unfortunate to another yeah. one shutting down there. We never like to hear that stuff, right? Yeah. No, we don't. There's another one here. See if I can do this right and actually share the screen on this one. But uh, there was a article written and it's it's not the most nicest hmm. article. Let's see. I'll have to do it this way. No. Okay. Sorry for the delay. I'll just do that. So, article was made back in the holster sport shooting three gun and the ban on assault style rifles. And you can go look it up. It's it's definitely a scathing article, basically trying to still promote that three gun is in fact training for urban assault stuff. Oh, is that right? Yeah, it's, I, it's a long article and I go check it out. Let them know how wrong they are. And yeah, it's, it's nonsense. (laughs) It is. It's nonsense. Um, It's uh, video games trained for future killers, uh, heavy metal, uh, encouraging Satanism. It's just, it's garbage. Just garbage. I mean, they mentioned the Soldier of Fortune 3D, uh, three gun matches, and they were set out to test the skills of military and law enforcement members when it first started back in the 70s or 80s. But the sport has evolved so much since then. Like it quickly, evolved into what it is now where 
you go out in their colored jerseys and everything. Um, but kind of don't feel like we should give them the time of day to keep talking about their crappy yeah. article. So <laughs> we can, check it out. We can move on. It. Yeah. Uh, other news. USPSA has kicked out Mike Foley as president. So mm-hmm. Mike Foley is no longer president of USPSA. Uh, I haven't been following this to see what led to this. Uh, I, listened to, vote. I listened to Ben Stager's podcast and they're always talking about it. And it seems like he got into it with, uh, with a competitor at a match. And I guess he was, um, he used some strong language and, <laughs> and was, he acted like a president shouldn't act. And I think then they mm-hmm. voted on kicking him out. So as okay. far as I know, anyways, unprofessional conduct. Okay. Unprofessional conduct. Well said. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I know there's going to be some people happy about that. Maybe some not, but it's, uh, there it is. Um, Alberta has a new CFO mm-hmm. and you know what? Reading her bio and that sounds like she's actually going to be pretty good. Uh, it's, Terry Bryant, she was a professor at the University of Calgary. And I guess her pro on her profile from the U of University of Calgary, in her spare time, she enjoys cats, cycling, and researching Japanese military history. So I know interesting. (laughs) Yeah. And when they announced it, they said that she is an avid firearms collector she's president mm-hmm. of the military arms society or something down in calgary so she's involved in the firearms community so this could be a good thing for alberta and that's that's the type of people we need in those jobs right that actually like firearms right yeah exactly that are around them that you know yeah. use them and enjoy them and yeah. i want to stay optimistic hopefully she doesn't turn out to be a but i don't think she will but you know, ho- hopefully, you know, I, I have faith that she'll she'll be she'll be good for the province. Uh, she, I guess they're going to go out with the Minister of Justice, uh, Minister Madu, on a tour of Alberta shooting ranges and come talk to us uh, shooters in Alberta. So I good. think, yeah, good first steps. Go see what what's concerning people and what people want to see. So, what, when's her first uh, three gun match? I don't know. Well, I'll I'll ask her that when she comes to Grand Prairie. I'll make sure Good. I'm I'm present for that meeting. Good. <laughs> that is about it for the news. We'll get on to new gun stuff. And it won't be as entertaining because Adriel's not here to go through his stuff, but we'll we'll fight our way through the, the new gun stuff. And new gun stuff is sponsored by Bolt Action. Sorry, I'm doing everything at once on, on this episode. So, New Gun Stuff is sponsored by Bolt Ash and Coffee. Slamfire Radio is now a brand ambassador for Bolt Ash and Coffee. The coffee is roasted in small batches and, and is quite honestly some of the best coffee you can get your hands on. Send it to your house by going to boltactioncoffee.com and use discount code SLAMFIRE, all capitals, one word, and get some, get some coffee goodness. Mm-hmm. And in new gun stuff, and we can't have it, but Matador Arms Montgo 9 blowback 9 mil upper with no buffer. Hmm. So we'll see what we can do here. 
Bear with me. I got lots of time. Yeah. <laughs> so there it is there. Oh, very cool. Yeah. But, I, yeah, we unfortunately can't have not, it. Not for us. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's an upper that goes on your AR lower. And folding buttstock, no buffer. So that's going to be all built in right into that upper receiver. Mm. Yeah. Uh, there's 50% off select uh, products at Bullseye. Going to have to check that out. Yeah. And what is it? Lupua SK-22 long rifle, long range rifle match in country. What's this? Okay. So yeah, Lapua 22 long rifle, long range match ammo. Apparently it's available in country now. So if you're looking for some 22 long rifle, long range ammo. There you go. See who actually has that in. Uh, Stocking dealers, Kelly's online and firearms outlet. It's supposed to be good stuff, right? Yeah. Well, I haven't shot it, but it's supposed to be right on the box there. It says, do this again. Is for targets 100 yards and beyond. And beyond. Yeah. So, there's that. And on sale, there's uh, Norinco ammo. At Bullseye North. So, a thousand rounds, 730 bucks. Non-corrosive? Okay. Non-corrosive. The sardine can and yeah 150 bucks off for uh 147 grain 308 thousand rounds so it's a pretty good deal yeah and then ed was a listener range view has a pre-order for arc and scopes so 700 bucks six to 24 by 50 First focal plane mill 34 tubes. So if you're looking for new scope, 700 bucks, not a bad price. That no, goes Rangeview Sports. Wrong button. And that's it for new gun stuff. Move on to the main topic. And for our main topic, we have Amanda Fisher from right here in Alberta to come on and talk about IPSC and women in shooting. And tonight we have Amanda Fisher, an IPSC shooter right out here in Alberta. So welcome, Amanda. Thanks. Uh, to start off with, uh, why don't you give the listeners and viewers a little bit of a lowdown on how you got into shooting, your experience in shooting, and what you're doing now kind of thing. Um, so I got into shooting um, just by going to the range like everybody else and um, just trying a few firearms. Um, I had shot rifle a couple of times, um, but it I didn't really, uh, I wasn't really into it so much. And then I started shooting pistols um, with a friend of mine. And uh, I just, I don't know, I fell in love with the empowerment that, that the pistol made me feel. Um, so that's sort of how I got into it. And, 
Um, so now I shoot IPSC and I've been shooting IPSC nationally since 2016 and looking to do international shoots uh, next year. And um, so that's that. Um, I was shooting three gun um, just a little bit. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not very good with a rifle or shotgun. <laughs> so that was definitely uh, a for fun thing. Um, but I was doing that until, of course, I had to retire my Daniel Defense AR-15. Yeah, I think that hurt a lot of people for three gun and not, there are some options out there, but not many and how not many people are willing to put out the money for the other options. So. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of for fun options like an AR-15. That platform is a really fun platform. It's it's easy to shoot. It's gentle. It's 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 a lovely platform. So I don't want to pick up a 22 rifle and go shooting P division or whatever that <laughs> is called. <laughs> and that's just not for me. I'm I'm a AR-15 gal all the way. Yeah, <laughs> like the WK is actually pretty close. That's what I've been shooting this year, and it's not bad. Yeah, actually, the friend that took me to shoot my handguns for my first time, he shoots the WK. And so I could use his gun. We could do that, but then I'd have to share or I'd have to buy my own. That's really is what it would come down to is adding yeah. another one to the collection. Oh, shocks, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Not another one. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Great. So how long have you been shooting Ipsic now? Uh, since February of 2016. So five, six years. Six years. Nice. It went by really quickly. I can't believe it. Like it's it's gone yeah. by so fast. Especially where last year wasn't we didn't really have much of a, a season, but it was yeah, it was still a little bit there. And what yeah. division do you compete in, Amanda? Um production. production. Production for now. I was gonna switch over to standard and um then I was accepted into World Shoot in Thailand. But I was accepted as a production shooter, so now I'm going to stay as production until after the world shoot. Uh, once the world shoot is done, then I will likely be switching over to standard. Hmm, very nice. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Where are you going to be shooting for standard? Um, a CZ Tactical Sport Orange. Oh, okay. Very nice. Yes, it's a 40, so I'll have to get used to that recoil. It's um, quite a bit different than a nine, but I don't know. I'm up for the challenge. It's going to be fun, I think. Awesome. So you've already touched on you shooting other matches. Like that was one of the questions on other shooting sports that so you said you shot a little bit of uh, three gun. And do you ha- do you foresee any three gun in your future? If mm-hmm. I get the AR-15 back. Um, fingers crossed for the election, then yeah, I will do some more three gun. Um, It'll be mostly local stuff. I won't travel extensively like I do for IPSC because it it is just a more of a for fun thing, not as serious for me. Um, But yeah, I'll definitely get back into some three gun for sure. Awesome. It'd be good to see you back out at three guns. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now this year, I know it's like when I was in Fort Mac, are you doing you were starting to do stats for Ipsic Alberta, like quite getting quite involved with the organizational side of of Ipsic. Can you kind of go into a little bit more depth on what you do on that side of things? 
So for the volunteer spots, um, I am a registration team member. So I've been doing the registration team since I think 2017 or 2018. So um, in the background, um, I set up the practice score um, accounts for each of the matches or well, for the match that I'm in charge of. Um, and then I take care of everybody's registration and the withdraws and making sure that people get pay or people pay and all of that fun stuff. And then posting the competitor list on Ipsic Alberta's website and um, just managing the registration side of it. Um, and then I do also do a little bit of the stats. So if I am traveling, um, for example, to the Fort McMurray match, I had the tablets. So I set up the tablets for Ipsic Alberta and make sure all of the stages are in the tablets, um, making sure that all the squads are in the tablets and then posting the results from the tablets to the practice score website. Um, there's a few steps involved in that, but you know, we are a volunteer yeah. organization. So without the volunteers, we, we won't, we won't be shooting. So I uh, try to do what I can. I can't really take much time, much more time off work. So I can't go and physically set up the stages um, at the ranges. But if I can do a little bit in the evenings and yeah, I try to do my part. That's great. I think I can speak for all shooters to say thank you for stepping up and, and doing <laughs> all that. I know dealing with registrations and tracking people down for money and then dealing with the scores and that can can be a nightmare at times. Yeah, it's definitely time consuming. I'm in charge of the upcoming Canmore match um, for this coming weekend. So it's in the evenings every night. It's taking care of registrations and withdrawals and all that fun stuff and sending it off to the whoever does the squatting and whoever does the tablets. And yeah, it's, it's been lovely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> So what's your experience been like as a woman in the shooting sports? How was it received? How, what's your experience been like? You know what? It's um, a lot of women. I can see it being intim intimidating for because it is a male dominated sport, but I am comfortable in to mingle with the men. So I don't, it's for me, it's not intimidating. Um, so it's been good. Um, as a female, I do feel that I get more assistance than maybe a man will get like, oh, maybe you should shoot it this way, or maybe you should hold your gun that way. Uh, <laughs> kind of like the juniors, right? The juniors, they, they get more assistance than a man would get. And it's maybe unfair to say, but I think it is true. Like men will help women easier, uh, yeah. or more frequently. Um, yeah. so it's a, it's a welcoming sport, whether you're a man or a woman or a child, um, everybody is so welcoming. So it is, it's, it's, it's really, it's really easy. Well, I had a question Like you mentioned the help. So has anyone tried to, how much do you have to deal with mansplaining? Um, you know what? <laughs> it's not actually, it's not actually so bad. Um, I've been in it for 
a little while now, so quite often it's me explaining to a man, which <laughs> <That's great. That's laughs> <awesome. laughs> which is yeah, it's good because men are not intimidated by me. Um, I have a lot of men come up to me like, hey, you're really good at shooting this. How did you shoot this stage or how did you shoot that stage? Mm-hmm. So um, it's great that men can come up to me and um, ask the questions. Um, but I'm always open to somebody else telling me like, oh, maybe you should have done it this way. Or I seen that you did this or your entry or your exits or you're letting go of your grip a little too soon. Or like it's mm-hmm. it's 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 great. It's a great community and everybody's open to giving feedback and getting feedback. It's not, it's not bad. Oh, that's great. I know there'll be always those bad apples that ah, don't tell me anything or whatever. Yeah, there is. And you know, I just ignore them. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. That's all you can do. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. In regards to other women, where where do you see and you you see it, what I'm seeing where, there's more women or do you, do you see anything like that going on? Um, what do you mean? There's more women. So like there is a lot of women in the sport and there is beginning to be more women to come into the sport, which is great. And I think as women, we need to encourage each other. We need to not be intimidated by each other. Like we are all out there to help each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that for the most part, um, all the women will be welcoming to other women. And um, there is um, an up and coming, sh- up and coming shooter um, that I am keeping my eye on <laughs> and she's great. She's great to be around. Um, her name's Laura. Laura. Um, so she's great to be around. She's great at getting, giving feedback to, um, she's totally engaged. She's totally not intimidated by men either or by women. Like she's just, uh, most of the women are like-minded in the sport. So it's, it's great. Good. Mm-hmm. What do you think might actually be holding some women back from going in? Like we're seeing a little, especially in Ipsic, more women coming in. I'm actually even seeing it on the uh, three gun side that there are more women getting in, but what do you think is like what some of the major things that's holding women back from getting into the shooting sports and how can we battle that alleviate any of those concerns, encourage more women to get into shooting? I think what holds women back is um, to be honest, is the fear of firearms or the inexperience behind firearms. So for me, handguns to me were super intimidating until I actually got out and go and went to shoot it. So how do we get women past that? Uh, we have more ladies days. We we take our friends out and our friends' wives out and we're like, okay, let's let's go out and shoot. Let's let's go out and have this experience. So that way it's less intimidating. Um, so I think um, I think women are just intimidated by a firearm or by men maybe or by other women maybe um so they don't want to go out and do it so um in order to to bypass that i guess we need to um we need to take them out we need to give them that experience we need to give them an opportunity to do that so whether it's um the ccfr ladies day so i do participate that in that um, at our local range here. Um, so our, those ladies days and, um, just, just taking our friends out, our family out. Good. Nice. 
So how often like you're Drayton Valley, right? Mm-hmm. I am. How many lady days? Like how often are you guys running lady di- ladies days? So I actually do it at the Chaz range um, okay. and we do it every year. So this year I did miss this year. Um, we had a shoot on the same weekend. So unfortunately I missed the ladies day. It was the third annual, um, but it is annually. The Chaz does a ladies day. Okay. And you, you're, does that event fill up that you're seeing lots of ladies out? Mm-hmm. out? Yeah, we usually have, I think, between 60 and 70 ladies. Oh, that's come great. Out. It is so great. And mm. um, I love to share my knowledge and to share my knowledge with that many women. It's, 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 it's a feel good feeling. Right. And you let them pick, like if they're super intimidated by a pistol. So I do, obviously I do the pistol training. So if they're super intimidating, start them off with the 22. Don't give them the nine, right? The nine has a little bit of recoil, or if you're going to give them a nine, make sure it's a steel frame nine. It's a heavier gun, but it it manages that recoil a little bit better than a polymer, uh, a polymer nine would. So it's about knowing your audience and knowing their comfort level and how nervous they are. And mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. You see in many of these of the ladies that come out for those events, start seeing them in the competitions as well. You see that trickle over. I don't see that trickle over, unfortunately. Um, but it depends on what the ladies are into. Like, are they, are they into the pistol shooting or are they more into the rifle shooting or are they more into the shotgun shooting? And then like, do they want to do it competitively or do they just want to get their firearms license and do it for fun? Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I have, I have had some people send me messages like you're so inspiring. I want to get my license. How do I go and get my license? So then Good. you give them the contacts. Right. And so there has been, um, some inquiries a lot like that, but I haven't seen anybody jump right into IPSEC from no. those events. What do you think that is? Is it just they don't they feel like that's competition, so they're they're not really into like competing. They think they're just they can't compete. Or what, what? What do you think the the reasoning behind that is? I just don't think they know how to get into it. Um, so for me, IPSEC wasn't. I didn't even know what IPSC was. So f- how I got into it was I shot my first pistol. Uh, then I went out to buy my first pistol. And in order to buy one, I wanted to be more comfortable. So I went to the range and I um, I rented a bunch of guns. I went to Edmonton. And I rented nine guns just to see <laughs> what kind of gun that I wanted nice. to buy. <laughs> right? It's like, what am I going to do? Let's Okay, let's go rent a bunch. Um, and I went in going to buy a SIG, a polymer frame SIG, and I left with a steel frame CZ. Hmm. And then I still wanted more experience. So I took my black badge course, but I took the black badge course just to get that extra little bit of experience, not to start shooting IPSC. I still had no idea oh, what really? IPSC okay. was. Yeah. And um, so then uh, the friend that I took the black badge with, um, he was like, let's just shoot one match just so we can get our pin and our certificate. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. So we went and we shot one match and that was February of 2016. And yeah, we've been shooting since. So I just, I don't think the ladies know how to get into it or what the steps are. So that's just, I just think it's not, Maybe it's not well advertised or maybe yeah. 
I think it applies to men and women. Getting into IPSC, yeah. there's so many. From getting your firearms license to getting the experience of actually shooting a pistol to getting mm-hmm. to the black badge, doing the course, like getting there's just so many steps involved. It's not just you know the next oh, day yeah. and you're and you're doing competition. <laughs> right. Yeah, there's a lot of doors to go through for sure. Yeah. 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 There is. Yep. <laughs> And it's a process. So if you're starting from no firearms license, mm-hmm. well, it's booking your firearms license yep. course, and then it's applying for your your firearms license, and the many months it is it is mm-hmm. to wait and to get that, and then it's buying your pistol, and then it's getting your registration certificate, and then it's getting that home. And you know, it's like it's process after process after process. Actually, so, joining joining a range can be a chore sometimes too. So. Yeah. Yeah, and expensive. Are, yeah. yeah, like it could be 600 bucks in Edmonton and Calgary, whereas my local range is not 600 bucks. So <laughs> yeah. it's, yeah, it's, and then it's, can you afford it? Can you afford yeah. the gun? Can you afford the gear? Can you afford the, the ammo? Like I'm super lucky that I'm sponsored. So I don't have to pay for a, a lot of that stuff. So and, and, like, and even locally, there's lots of travel too. Like if you're going to match just uh, a couple hours here, a couple hours there, four hours here, five hours there. Yeah. So yeah. It, right? My closest range um, is Chaz and we do one match a year there now. And then the rest of them I'm traveling like four, five, six, seven hours, mm-hmm. just to one way, just to get to any of the, um, any of the ranges that I compete at. It's yeah. a big commitment for, for time, <laughs> <It is>. money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> money, 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 money. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that opens up a couple questions. How do we get more ranges, especially in Northern Alberta to bring in sports like Ipsic and three gun so that we don't, cause I, I deal with the same thing even longer travel coming from Grand Prairie just to, just to hit a match. So how do we get more ranges on board with hosting matches? You know, sometimes it's the facility itself. So my local range, we have two bays, we have a rifle bay and a pistol bay. So then it's, you can't, they, we can't have a match at, with a range that only has two bays. Um, so then it is, they need to get, a um, like an organization together, within their range to build more bays. So do they have the money for it? Do they have the resources for it? And then they need to have resources like walls, target stands, like each range needs to have all of those items. Like Ipsic Alberta doesn't travel with a, a van full of walls and stuff, right? So Hawkers and plates. Right? I thought that would be awesome. Just load up a trailer and start traveling around <laughs> yeah. up matches. That would be <laughs> I thought about that. <laughs> so that would be great, right? So it's it's resources, it's the size of bays, and then we need, and then those ranges need to have a consensus, a consensus within their um, body that's like, yeah, we're gonna give up so many days or so many weekends a year to um, a body like Ipsic, and so now their members can't go out and shoot on those days. So then their members don't get to have use of the range. So then maybe the membership doesn't want to have that. So there's a lot of factors in um, yeah. in having more range ranges get on board. But like Kyle, from myself to you, I think there's like what Edson, which is not even on my way to you, and um, um, on the way. 
to from me, me to you, yeah, from Drayton to Grand Prairie. You're in Grand Prairie, right? So, yeah. what, uh, what White Court does White Court have a range? Well, they have a range, and I haven't been there, but I know uh, Tuna did a course there not too this... long ago, actually. But I, I haven't actually driven into the range, I guess, literally right off the Piers Highway. Uh, Valley View has a range, not a facility set up to host Dipsick matches. Um, Hinton, actually, I. I want Hinton to start hosting some stuff. And like that's three and a half hour drive for me. It'd be a couple three hours for you. Three and a half hours for me, yeah. Yeah. Well, three but, hours probably. Oh, we lost Mo. But he'll be back. <laughs> but yeah, like Hinton, they, they have a great facility. And they, they could definitely, and I heard rumors that they were looking at setting something up. But I haven't heard anything more. I've even gone on their page. Like, hey, you guys have something there. I know people that will travel to your range to shoot a range there mm-hmm. um, i would travel yeah hinton oh man a little venture down through the mountains on people's way home when i go to yeah. shoot in canmore i come up through banff oh, yeah. and saskatchewan river crossing because it's just it's yeah. beautiful so hey why well, not much nicer than the other route <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah uh, i mean the peace river i know they were there's a guy up there who's trying to get some ipsit going up in peace river Peace River is far for yeah, everybody. They're, like, who's going to travel to Peace River except for maybe two you? two hours for me. That's my closest range. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Besides my home range, which I can't do any of that stuff at anymore, that's my closest range, and that's two hours away for me. But, yeah, that's probably a good five, six-hour drive for you. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's far. <laughs> Mo says, let me in, please. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Thank you, Amanda. You're welcome. I was like outside, like, let me in. Outside looking in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I guess my other question, because I said there was two questions, and it has to do with that uh, comment about not wanting competition. How do we promote IPSIC and actually let people know you can come shoot IPSIC to have fun? You don't have to actually compete like yeah there's on a timer in that but there's doing stuff that you normally don't get to do at a range Uh how do we portray that that you don't have to compete against everyone else you can just go shoot yourself you know what it's the personality it's totally the personality so if you know that you're not a competitive person but you want to go out and shoot and and shoot if they can have fun, then I think um letting people know that that's a possibility. Um I'm a competitive person, so I don't go out there to have fun. I go out there to whoop some butt. So, yeah. um, or at least attempt to whoop some butt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pretty um, good. <laughs> yeah, uh, sometimes. So it's it's all it's all in the personality. So I think just letting people know it's just, it's just it's the same as getting the message of Ipsic out there. Period. Letting people know that you can. Mo- go out there to be competitive or you can go out there to have fun or you can go out there to meet like-minded individuals. So I think it's just trying to get the word out there. Social media is a huge platform for that. Yeah. Mike's saying boards of directors are the biggest issue 99% of the time. I could see that. I don't know if I'd say 99%, but yeah, no, I, they definitely play a big part. I know ranges are scared to have that style of competition there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. scared is a yeah. good word yeah. yeah they shouldn't well, be but they are 
I think yeah, it's like, there's I a think lot it's of ignorance, liability though. and right. you see guys people running around with guns. Yeah, from the outside looking in, yeah, it looks like holy crap. I remember when yeah, I first and, and we have out, matches with like, hundreds no of way people. I'm running and, with a gun. <laughs> we have matches with hundreds of people and nothing happens, right? So, That's right. Yep. Except for fun. <laughs> and we yeah. tell people all the time, go to your pace. Don't try and just blaze out. They're competing against tuna or any of the other guys mm-hmm. out there just Lock blazing like Taylor and yeah, there's so many of those guys out there that they're just flat out. And we uh, have certified range officers. Like I've been mm-hmm. in range officer since 2017 now, I think. Um, so we have people there to make sure that everybody is safe and is being mm-hmm. safe. And if you're not at all safe or if you're just a little not safe, like you're, you're out of there, like you're yeah. not, you're not shooting anymore. So, um, yeah, like safety is really important. So people shouldn't be scared because yeah, safety is really important. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And IPSC is really good for that with their safety and what they have laid out. Like, I, along with the many other people, look at it at times like hey, it's a little extreme, but it's there for a reason, and it does make yeah. it a very safe sport, and you can't argue that having those rules in place and actually enforcing them 100% definitely yep. keeps, keep, yeah, keeps, keeps stuff sport safe. Yeah, it keeps, stuff from, it keeps bad stuff from happening, right? So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Patrick saying we need more ladies in IPSC to grow the sport. 100% agree with that. Agreed, yep. Agreed. Yeah. I agree. I wanted to ask you about your training, uh, live fire, dry fire, like how much you do. Does it, uh, you mentioned about the world (laughs) shoot next year. So when would you start like really getting serious about it? Um, So when I was announced to be going to world shoot, um, I started dry firing every single day. Um, So that was, January, I think. So I was, I was dry, dry firing every single day. So then I started getting blisters on my hand. So then I had to stop for a few days <laughs> to let my blisters heal. And then, you know, as soon as you get into a routine and then you get out of that routine, it's like, oh, I forgot to get back into that routine. Yeah. So <laughs> um, my dry fire is lacking right now, um, but I will be getting back into it when the winter months come and I am too scared to go outside in the cold. <laughs> um, so right now I am only um, live fire training once a week and uh, well, I'll have my provincial championships next week. So I will be live fire training every day up until provincials. So mm. it's yeah, lots and lots and lots of training. How many rounds? How many rounds a day? So you're gonna be train live fire training up until next weekend. How many rounds? A day? <sighs> so I think last night I went through about 200, and then okay. I will be up to about 500 rounds a day. So what does that live fire? Because like okay, you're 200 rounds a day, so that's a very dedicated, very disciplined not just throwing rounds down what's your live fire looking like so sometimes it is um it is focused on accuracy um so those days i don't go out and focus on speed so it's it's as as slow as i need to go but as accurate as possible and then sometimes i focus on my speed so then i want to get as many shots off in the shortest amount of time 
hopefully hitting the target, but I just, I want to get my splits down to as fast as possible. So then I'm not working on my accuracy. So then when I'm trying to go work on my accuracy as quick as possible, I don't, I'm obviously not going to go as fast as I can, but as fast as I can with hitting the target. Um, sometimes I'm working on movement. Um, so entry, um, whether it's hard entry, soft entry, um, exiting on the, and shooting on the move. Um, last night in particular, I was working on swingers. So moving targets. So what can I do? Can I shoot the activator one paper and then the, and then the swinger or activator two papers and then the swinger or activator one and a half papers swinger and then go back to another paper. So just pushing my boundaries in practice more than I would in a live fire. So it just depends on what I'm working on. I think that's actually brings up an interesting question when you brought up training the swinger, Uh, any of those specialty targets, whether swingers or activators or whatever, what would you say percentage wise you train those targets versus your standard okay accuracy versus speed and movements like getting in and out of position so i personally own a swinger and a clamshell mm, clam max i can't remember which one that i have <laughs> um, awesome. i uh, they're they're moving and flipping and flopping um, I don't, um, I don't train those often. I train accuracy and speed, um, like 95% of the, of the time, um, training swingers is difficult because it depends on what match you go to, how fast or how slow it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you get to a match, you need to know your skill can, how fast are my transitions or how fast can I go from here to here to there to back to here? So um, really, it's about knowing your skills on your transition and your accuracy. For sure. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. I was interested to see what where that fell in with you because I know a lot of people will get wrapped up in, oh, there's going to be a spinner there or something. So that's all they train, and then they forget about 95% of the match. Of everything else, that yeah. One ta- <laughs> that one target. Right, yeah. and it's one target. So... Um, and I like to shoot three rounds at it, so that way I have that assurance shot <laughs> just in case <laughs> the two are yep. off into its own place or one of it's gone off into its own land. So that way at least oh. I hope to have two on there. That third shot on a clamshell bit me in Fort Max. So. Oh, you got the you got the the no shoot. I'm guessing. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That will get yeah. you. Those are the ones that you don't do the third shot on, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like especially when they're fast and that that white target comes up and yeah, yeah. Oops. Oops. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that happens yeah. easy to a lot of people too. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, thank you, Amanda, for coming on. I once again another wide range of topics discussed through this but thanks uh, for having me and good luck next weekend in provincials awesome thanks thank you guys so much thanks amanda talk to you guys soon take care soon bye Bye. thank you again to amanda for coming on it was a great uh, conversation and good luck in your provincials next week now we'll move on to listener feedback Listener feedback is sponsored by Armory DC Gunsmith. Armory DC Gunsmith is a full-service gunsmith who specializes in firearms refinishing. He offers hot bluing, parkerizing, and Cerakote finishing, as well as wood refinishing. 
Check out his online inventory of new and used guns, firearms, accessories, optics, and more at dcgunsmith.ca. You can check him out on Facebook and Instagram as well. And we do have an email here. Mo, oh, pick you want to read that? Pick me. Pick yeah, me. Okay, Mo. Perfect. <laughs> hey, guys. First off, sounds like Kyle is going to be the new Trevor. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Don't know yet. Okay. Enjoy play. <laughs> Oh, wait. Here comes. Enjoy playing with your cock feathers. (laughs) CWD control in Alberta has morphed a lot in the past 10 plus years. Back in the day, they would give a general license for the control area, plus an antlerless license that gave two tags. If you put all those on deer and turned in heads, then you could get another set entirely. Then they slowly took things away until it was just a general and maybe one supplemental. It's nice to see it coming back somewhat, but if they want to stop the spread, they really need to go super aggressive. Of course, that may still not make a difference since the peons can exist in soil. Oh, prions. Mm. Prions can exist in soil. (laughs) Have a great one. See. Thank you for that. Yeah. I'm not. I'm for, I'm grateful I don't have to deal with CWD on my side of the province, but it is a big thing down south and in the east, and it's good to see them trying different things. Um, yeah, it's going to have to be super aggressive. I don't know how to battle that. I mean, we it's not like we can do it like we dealt with rats in Alberta. So, but uh, thanks for sending the email, C. And the feathers thing is an archery. Uh, inside yeah. joke <laughs> yeah so the uh fletching on or veins feathers on uh traditional it's you're you see on the arrow they don't have a, an arrow right here but yes yeah, so you're fletching on your arrow okay and your cock feather is your odd one so on a compound typically you put the cock feather straight up and then on a traditional like a longbow or recurve you put your cock feather facing out your cock feather is your identifying feather fletching all right yeah (laughs) uh facebook we've been kind of going through uh william says awesome new cfo Mm -hmm. and then doug i think he was commenting on that uh matador arms nine mil blowback upper great for listeners south down south of the border absolutely and who knows maybe it might be great for us in a month's time we'll have to see uh, we don't have any thing, any reviews from Patreon, Instagram, or Facebook. But if you'd like to email this show, send the show an email at slamfireradio at gmail.com and we will read it live online on the episode. We will. No, no new Patreon supporters. Uh, if you do want to support us through Patreon, go to Patreon and find us at Slamfire Radio. And if you are a supporter but you haven't received your patches, Send the show an email with your address saying, hey, haven't got the stuff yet. And that's if you haven't received it in a month. Don't become a Patreon and then immediately like, where's my stuff? Take some time. Uh, it might take a, and it might take a little bit longer now because um, Adriel and his child workers, children help. How does he <laughs> phrase that? Are, are busy trying to pack up a house for a that's potential good. move. So. His Might staff is busy. So. Yes, his staff is busy. Busy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shout outs, Mo. Do you have any shout outs? 
Actually, this week I do not. Okay. I have a couple. I'd like to shout out Eldon, Marilyn, Tammy, Don, and Glenn for helping RO with the kids on Monday. Uh, definitely couldn't have done it without the ROs there. And also for Glenn, for all the work he's done around the range, both in setting up the archery range and he's been painting and freshening up our indoor range. Just there every day doing something, always looking for something to do. So thank you, Glenn. But with that, we're going to sign off. So go check us out on gun owners of Canada. Give us a like on Facebook and a couple weeks ago, we were at 2,505. Don't know where we're at today. Probably about the same. Give us a review on Facebook, join the CCFR, and we'll see you next week. Night. Night. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.